everyone. This is Dr. Anna Kabeca. Welcome to Couch Talk, which is an intimate place for intimate conversation to inspire pleasure, gratitude, health, and vitality. So I want you to enjoy this session. We have a special guest today named Cynthia Pasquella, who is a transformational nutritionist. So today our topic is transformational nutrition, making health easy, breezy, and practical in a way that makes plain sense. And so you will hear um, today from my guest, who is Cynthia Pasquala, known as the transformational nutritionist. She's known as the most sought-after transformational nutritionist in the health community. She's famous for inspiring millions of women to look and live great so they can start loving who they are and stop trying to be who they think they're supposed to be without cookie-cutter diets or deprivation. Cynthia is a clinical nutritionist, spiritual leader, media personality, and best-selling author. She's the founder and director of the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, which is the only nutrition certification program where students receive an in-depth understanding of holistic health through science, psychology, and spirituality to help people create permanent change in their health and life. She's also the co-founder of SoCal Cleanse, an award-winning cleansing and detoxification company, and the best-selling author of The Hungry Hottie Cookbook and Pink Method. She's a nutrition expert for The Doctors, The Dr. Phil Show, The Today Show, and has been featured in popular media outlets such as Access Hollywood, E!, News Live, Harper's Bazaar, Fitness Magazine, Shape Magazine, and Marie Claire. Cynthia, it's awesome to have you here with me today. Oh, well, it's such a pleasure, Dr. Anna. It's, I, I love chatting with you. You know that. So thank you for having me. That's uh, great. Tell us what, tell my audience what you've been up to lately with your beautiful, amazing Transformational Nutrition Summit. Yeah, so, um, gosh, it's been so much fun and so exciting and um, just overwhelming in a good way. Like, So we launched the Transformational Nutrition Summit, which is really where we took a hard look at all the misinformation that's out there because, you know, I believe that misinformation is killing us. I think it's keeping us overweight. I think it's keeping us diseased. I think it's contributing to disease. And so I really wanted to pull together just 24 of the world's leading health experts, you included, um, to, to do debunk some of these myths and to really set the record straight on things like high cholesterol, which you tackled in such a beautiful way, among other things, and and the right foods and gluten and thyroid issues and, you know, just spiritual and mental health. And, and I was shocked at the response that we got back. People are really stepping up and taking back control of their own health. You know, they're taking back that responsibility in a huge way, and it's um, it's beautiful and it's inspiring. And you know, we've got so many emails and posts on social media, you know, thanking us for the information. And you know, you you were one of the ones giving the information. We just sort of pulled it all together, but it's mm-hmm. it's exciting, you know. And you and I have these conversations all the time. Um, uh, about, you know, being vital and vibrant and living and letting things be easy breezy. And so this is just a really beautiful testament um, to how we can do that in a way that's not overwhelming. And so it's been really exciting. So And thank you for being a part of it. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, that was, that's the easy part, you know. It's great, to, it's great to support you, great to support what you're doing. And also, you know, our big our big battle is fighting the misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to do tonight, Cynthia, is you know it's um 
it's we're at the the end of end of summer beginning of fall season you know my kids just went back to school um my youngest one just went back to school last week and my older children went back to high school the week before and i know kids around the country are hopping back into school and we're trying okay now we're going to deal with school lunches after school dinners you know breakfast before school and we think about all the all the hats we wear as moms, as working moms, and, you know, having more than one full-time job, right, raising just one kid's a full-time job, let alone multiple. And I know that a lot of our listeners tonight are, are juggling are juggling families, work, responsibilities, and trying to stay healthy. Um, so I wanted to bring, like, some of the key things that we really must do, like, you know, like a big um, – uh, you know, a big step that we really must take in our lives to just, you know, embrace the positive disciplines that create health versus disease, you know, disease or um, and and kind of bust some of the disinformation out there. So if you can just kind of like outline, you know, the one thing that is really as busy as we are in our healthy schedules that we really have to do, um, we have to do differently or we have to keep doing? What would yeah. that be? You know, I think that um, I think we need to relax a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I feel like, you know, we all have so much stress on us every day, right? And it's the kids, it's work, it's um, it's the husband or the family or your loved ones or friends or just all these expectations. And then, on top of that, you know, there's this expectation that you have to be um, eating perfect meals all the time and working out and, you know, uh, fitting into your skinny jeans. And I just, I think it's a lot. I really do. And then, you know, we all jump on all of these uh, new diet programs and we take all this information and we think, oh, we have to implement it today. And and if we don't do that, then somehow we end up being a failure, you know, and why can't I just get it together? And I just, I think that we need to lighten up a little bit. And I think that you know, whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's losing weight or just having more energy or maybe there's um, a more serious issue like thyroid issue or, or what ha- what have you, just pick one thing, like one thing. Uh, we don't have to go crazy. When I see people trying to implement everything and change everything all at once, they're setting themselves up for failure. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when because it happens every single time. So, like, in the summit, for example, I talked to Kevin Gianni and um, from the Health Renegade, amazing, amazing figure in the health world, and he was talking about how he had got to the point where he let himself get sort of overweight and out of shape, and he, you know, was super busy, couldn't do, like, crash diets or anything like that, and he changed one thing. Um, the only thing he changed was he had a green smoothie for breakfast every morning, and that was it. Everything else the same, and he lost over 30 pounds from doing that. So, you know, making, picking what it is that you want to improve on and then choosing one thing to do that and then doing that one thing consistently will always give you far better results and a a much bigger impact than trying to scramble and fit everything in. So I think that's where we start, Dr. Anna. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So let's talk about that green smoothie, you know, one of my favorite things. But <laughs> <Of course. laughs> um, what, 
What are some of the things that, you know, he put in his green, green smoothie or what are some of the things that you put in your green smoothie? I agree. Like when we're busy, you know, it's easy to make a smoothie, you know, drink it on the way to work if we need to or in carpool line or whatever. You know, I've got my kids conditioned to um, <laughs> to drink smoothies and I'm thinking, you know, sometimes eat their breakfast in the car. But, um, you know, it, it's just one that it, it is, you know, it is what it is. It's not perfect all the time, right? We're happy when we, when I get food in their bellies, you know, more often than not. But so what are, what are some of the things in that power green smoothie? Yeah, so, and, and hallelujah, like, can I just say, like, thank you for just putting it out there and being like, things are not perfect. I've, I've stuck my daughter in the car with a green smoothie more times than I care to admit, um, but this is our fast food, we call it our fast food, um, but you, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do, you know, and, and I'm okay with that. I'd much rather her have that green smoothie than to drive her through McDonald's or whatever. I mean, things happen, right? So I think that, again, taking off some of the stress and not being like, super crazy about being perfect all the time is is okay and I feel like um it's okay for us as mothers to know that we're doing all right today you know that that if you get that green smoothie in it's been a good day you know um and really go by that but the green smoothie speaking specifically of that I can tell you a little bit about what I love Kevin um his recipe if you will it's pretty simple. Just two big handfuls of greens, any kind of greens you want, you know, spinach, um, lettuce, uh, Swiss chard, kale, whatever you want. Just throw in just like two big, massive handfuls. And then also um, he put in just some sort of sweet fruit, like a banana or an apple. Um, he would toss in like a handful of berries, just a little bit lower, you know, in sugar. A uh, couple of scoops of protein powder, one to two scoops, whatever your favorite protein is. A little bit of water, and that's about it. And you just blend it all up, and it's this amazing green smoothie. Um, so that's kind of what Kevin does. I like to sneak little things in. I'm all about, like, getting the biggest bang for my buck, right? So, like, I will sneak in things like maca. You know, I'm a huge fan of maca, and I love your mighty maca. It's, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. <laughs> love that. I've been drinking it all week, by the way. Um, you Did you get our 2.0 version? No, no, good. I'm glad it made it to you. It did. Did you it's get amazing. the blended? I did. Awesome. I love it. We drink it every day because, you know, it's a summit. Yeah. It takes a lot out of you. So I was like, where is my Mari Maka? <laughs> so, you don't know this, but it came at exactly the right time. So thank you for that. But I love putting scoops of that in there, right? Like I'll add a raw cacao powder because it gives me an excuse to have chocolate in the morning. Mm -hmm. But it's also super packed yeah. with antioxidants, right? It's this amazing superfood that I just love. Um, sometimes I put in some bee pollen, you know, um, lacuma. So I like to sneak in a little bit of those superfoods. So again, I'm getting just a super big bang for my buck. If I'm going to make a smoothie, I'm going to sneak in some of those really powerful foods as well. Yeah, that sounds great. And um, so with, like when you're working with your clients and um, we talk, you know, your, your topic, you're known as the transformational nutritionist. So, you know, the first point, well made, is just make one simple change and be consistent, right? Like you gave the example of the green, you know, the green smoothie for breakfast, which I love that. What, what is something, how, how do we transform? How do we transform in the midst of 
um, you know, in the midst of the grind, you know, being pulled, like sometimes car pulls three different schools in the morning and um, after school activities and, you know, like, like you've been so busy working on this amazing summit and you're a busy mom, a great wife and, um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm in awe. How are you holding it all together? What <laughs> well, can we do? <laughs> I mean, I, first of all, I don't do it alone, right? I have um, an amazing team of people that help me um, in a huge way. There's no way I could take all of this on and, and just do it by myself. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, very, very grateful, very appreciative. But, you know, you ask, like, how do you transform? And, and I, I believe that, I believe that it's one step at a time, and I believe that you do it gradually. I mean, I've been on this journey now, like most of us, for over 15 years, and, you know, I get better and, and better and better at things. Uh, I still have a long way to go in other areas, and and I'm working on those, and I'll continue to work on those. But for me, I see the most change when I can just choose something to focus on. And then I get that, and it becomes a practice. Practice is key. You, you know, when you focus on something that you want to change, if you want to transform, like let's say you want to have less stress, okay, so pick one thing. And maybe you say, okay, well, I want to meditate five, five minutes a day. Okay, great, meditate five minutes a day. But do that consistently and really focus on that and, and really take it seriously because what happens is that daily practice becomes a habit. And then that habit just becomes the way you live every day. And it's no longer something on your to-do list or you know something that you're striving to attain. It's just the way you live. And that's really beautiful. And so once that's in place, then you choose something else and you add to it, right? And that's how we all continue to grow and it's how we continue to learn and it's how we continue to transform. You know, I also really look at transformation in a different way. Um, I don't really see transformation as like you changing into something else. Like I, I feel like most people think of transformation and they think of like, you know, the caterpillar to the butterfly sort of thing. And I think that's a really beautiful way to look at transformation and certainly like something to aspire to. But um I really look at transformation as um, maybe the, the best way to sum it up is Krishnamurti had a great quote, and he said, when you begin to realize who you are without trying to change it, then who you are undergoes a transformation. And I think what he's trying to say there is that, you know, we all lose track of who we are, and it starts at a very young age. You and I should have had this conversation before. Um, you know, we're born with these precious little girls. We grow up, and everything is great. If we want something, we cry. Do we get it? But then somewhere along the lines, we start to hear you're being too this or too that. Don't do that. Don't act like this. Act like little Jody over there. See how what a good girl she is being. And we start to conform. We start to think that there's something inherently wrong with us, right? Like, oh, I shouldn't do that. That's bad. That makes me bad. And then we go and, and you know, we get into the schools. We get the good grades. Um, we're told to be the good girl and help our moms and contribute to the community. And you meet Mr. Wright. You have a 2.5 kids. And you're an awesome mother. And, you know, you um, are a rock star in the boardroom and a porn star in the bedroom. And you look like a Barbie doll while you're doing it, right? It's like this is just sort of how <laughs> what society sets us all up for. And that's ridiculous, you know, it's crazy. But but what's even crazier is that we buy into that. I know I did, you know, I was like, okay, wait, I got to get this and then that. And 
And and I just think that's crazy. And by you know, we're trying to live up to someone else's standards of how we should be and it's not even who we are. So by reconnecting with who we are and letting go of all of these things, like, you know, the way people think that we should be or act or feed our kids or do every day, just let that go and really take a hard look at who you are. Like what motivates you? What makes you want to get up out of bed in the morning? What inspires you to eat healthy? What What is that? Because when you begin to reconnect with, with that and who you are, then how you live your life undergoes a transformation because what you'll find is that you're pretty cool. You know, you're actually like this amazing being on this planet and you're doing some really cool things and you have lots of gifts that you've brought to this planet with you. And you start to see yourself differently. When you start to see yourself differently, you start to treat yourself differently. You start to eat different foods. You start to behave in different ways. You don't stay up as late at night because you know you need sleep to feel better. So for me, really sparking a transformation comes with reconnecting to who you are and then living from that place. Does that make sense? Oh, my gosh, that's so beautifully said. You know, and I love when you say what motivates you, what inspires you, what reconnects you. When you're in alignment with that, you see yourself differently, you behave differently, you can make those better choices. Mm-hmm, and totally. and then it's just it's one dis it's one discipline as at a time. So when you're honoring, you know, the spiritual needs, right? Your your physical body will transform as well in alignment with that. And you make those decisions. Plus, we know like what you focus on expands. So when we say um, we're putting our intention on the things that really are the juicy, the juiciness in life, the things that really make us tick, that make us smile, that give us that, you know, that just that general lift to our step, then we're doing more of those things. Mm-hmm. Is that correct, Cynthia? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and like, let's let it be easy, you know. Let's just let it be easy. Let's be who we are and, and stop trying to be who they say that we should be and embrace who we are and honor that in a big way. You know, we're, we're all so afraid of letting our freak flag fly, and I think we should. As a matter of fact, I think we should have a parade where we all just put our flags out there. Um, you know, we're afraid of being different. We're afraid of what people will say. And I know as a mother, like, you compare yourself to other mothers, and you're like, well, what is she doing? How can I do that? I'm not a good mother. I'm not as good as she is because she got up at 3 a.m. and fixed her kid, like, on this food from scratch and I don't know we like we compare you know and and then you get together and it's just and I think we need to let go of that you know I think that we all just need to really come together and be super supportive of each other through whatever we're going through and also be honest you know like like tell the truth sometimes you put your kid in a car with a smoothie and that's their breakfast that's my fast food breakfast for my little one sometimes because we drive her a long way to school and she has to get up very early and sometimes I'm tired so but that you know I own that and, and I think that if more of us did that and more of us made it okay and took some of the stress off ourselves it would just be nicer it would be easier you know mm-hmm. oh yeah no, I agree with you 100% I think that's a really, a really key point is like, how do we create, how do we create that um, sense of uh, uh, self-ease, just being yeah. comfortable in our own, our own skin? Like, I, I totally, you know, I just with you about this. Like, I will wave my crazy flag, you know, <laughs> at the drop of a hat for sure. You know, it's like constantly waving anymore. But you know, it, it, it's those, it's, it's absolutely those things that. Um, being able to 
maintain sanity by not creating rigidity rules that we have to be A, B, C, D. And it, it just sounds great to hear you say that. There are certain things in life that we do, you know, that we do need to do. And, and I, I know you interviewed some amazing speakers in your summit. All of them I just love. And um, hit on topics of really awakening, right? Awakening yeah. and kind of breaking free from old concepts and old um, uh, attitudes. But also, um, I don't want to say like in a um, uh, kind of like militant way, but I really, you know, I guess just this doctrine that dictates your your health is maintained in this way. So you had a lot of like really great breakthrough points there. Can you talk about some of those? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, and I actually would love to start with what you contributed in such a beautiful way, and you contributed so much. One of the things that I love that you said, we were talking about um, hormones and hormone balancing, and you were talking about how it's critical that people get tested, and you went through this whole checklist of tests that we need to get and why. That was so helpful, by the way. We've got so much feedback on that. People just love right. it because they've never had anyone say, no, here's what you need to get and here's why, and so that was huge, by the way, so thank you for that. But awesome. one of the things that you were talking about, you said, you know, with misinformation and hormones, you said, you know, look, like you might go to the doctor and you you get this blood panel, you get this exam, you get this physical, and the doctor says, whoa, you have really high cholesterol. We need to get your cholesterol down. So we put you, uh, or they put you, on those cholesterol-lowering drugs, your cholesterol goes down. But you said, but wait, what if there's a hormonal imbalance, right? What if things are a little out of whack? What if your body is trying to make hormones? And what if that's why your cholesterol is high? Because obviously, you, you know, hormones are made from cholesterol. And I just thought that was so powerful. And you said, you know, if, if, if your doctor puts you on those cholesterol-lowering medications, then you don't make the hormones. And so you're in a worse position than you were when you went to see the doctor, and now you're taking a prescription medication that's going to have all these other symptoms that you might need another prescription medication for. And I thought you just outlined that so beautifully, you know, of, of how we need to truly just get off the cycle of, of, um, of diagnosing symptoms and really get to the root cause of what's going on. So that was a huge takeaway for me, and I've used that example um, so many times since you said that, I think it's just really beautiful. Mm, thank you. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what many people don't recognize is that cholesterol is the precursor of many of our hormones. And so right. if that precursor hormone, you know, cholesterol is really, really low, then we're not going to be making our reproductive hormones. And I always ask my patients, you know, well, has taking that made you feel better? And I, I say then, if what I'm recommending to you isn't making you feel better, but I'm missing something, right? Yeah, yeah. And the goal is that, you know, that we're doing everything together to make to make you feel better. So, yeah. well, thank you for remembering that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you had some uh, phenomenal stuff. I mean, but there's lots of things that were shared. You know, like one of the things is it's summer right now, right? And a lot of people are, it's hot. People are jumping in the pool and doing this and that. And I remember I was talking to um, Dr. Tom O'Brien, who's phenomenal, by the way. We're talking about thyroid issues, and he's been studying thyroid issues since 1980s. Crazy, right? Like He's like this amazing expert on that. And he said, you know, you may not know this, but when you're out and about, you're swimming in the pool this summer, you're coming into contact with chlorine. 
chlorine, and chlorine inhibits thyroid function. It's the number one, um, one of the number one inhibitors of your thyroid function. And he said, you know, the crazy thing is, is it's not just the pool, even though in the, in the summertime people see that and it's a lot worse. And, and that's unfortunate because most of us are trying to slim down for a swimsuit season, and obviously that doesn't help. But he said um, the other number one place that you get chlorine exposure is in the shower. You inhale it even. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, whoa. And he's like, you almost need a shower after you take a shower because, you know, you have so much chlorine. He said, you know, it's a great idea to get a chlorine um, shower filter. Um, And he talked about how he had had, uh, patients who had just done that one thing and everything shifted for them. So, I mean, little things like that that I latch onto are phenomenal. We talked about stress with Dr. Alan Christensen because it was interesting. With everyone that I talked to, the bottom line was stress. You know, like we're stressed out. We got to get rid of some stress. The number one cause of this is stress. Like we got to fix this issue. And um, Dr. Alan Christensen said, you know what? One of the most powerful stress relievers is just getting 30 minutes of sunlight exposure first thing in the morning within an hour of waking up. And that's it, like just something so simple. And I was like, really? Like that's that one little thing. And he said it can relieve your stress all day long. It's a powerful, powerful stress buster. But you have to do it, you know, first thing in the morning with an hour of waking, just that 30 minutes of sunlight. Like you can have breakfast outside with your kids or, you know, like walk outside or whatever, however you can get outside. But little things like that I thought were just tremendous and really amazing takeaways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, you know, looking at our circadian biology, like the, so that reset, those little lifestyle things, like the habits that we create to transform our health are so empowering. And, yeah. you know, when a, you know, I just, I just love that we get so much more than vitamin D from the sun. If we're looking at especially the red light of sunrise and sunset, it's like it's a huge energetic supercharge for us, and it sets our circadian rhythm, which is a problem. And we've gone into a, a century of artificial lighting and, you know, computers at the bedside and, uh-huh. you know, um, going from climate-controlled homes to climate-controlled cars to climate-controlled working environments and um, climate-controlled gyms via um, escalator or elevator. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just like it, it's we've, we've, if we, and I always, I feel like in clients that I've, um, some of the clients that I treated with worst hot flashes were very climate-controlled. But when you're used to the natural shift, if you get out more in nature, there's definite, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a reset. That's nature's way of balancing itself. So I, I love that point that you made. So first thing in the morning is getting some beautiful sun sunlight in your eyes, you know, making that time for yourself. And, you know, early to rise, early to bed. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe maybe that works too. Uh, getting getting a good sleep. So, what um, did some of your speakers say in you know in getting a good night's sleep? Well, yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> sleep was huge, and you know, directly related to stress, obviously, right? Um, thyroid health, big thing for healthy thyroid is sleep, and I mean, most of us don't 
really get a lot of sleep, right? Um, we, we have things to do, we stay up late, so on and so forth. And so that's just, um, it's, it's not high on our list of priorities, which I think is crazy but true. And Robin Nielsen actually talked a lot about sleep mm. and rest. Um, she mentioned one of her favorite, favorite books was Lights Out, and I picked it up. It's amazing, by the way. Um, but, she, you know, she mentioned that having anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep per night and even higher on that scale um, is critical. Like, it's super important. And, and you know, we have this – we have people who say, well, I, I'm fine on five hours of sleep or what have you. But she was saying, you know, there's actually a very small percentage of the population that can really handle and be okay and thrive with that five hours of sleep, like a super, mm-hmm. super, super tiny, tiny percentage of the population. Um, and so she said, you know, if you consider yourself a night owl, you actually have um, a sleep problem, which I thought was really interesting because I was like, wait, sometimes I think I'm a night owl. And she said, well, yes, and you're probably hungrier during those times and you're probably more tired. You probably crave more carbs because you're trying to, you know, um, you have this vicious cycle of your hormones being imbalanced and those carbs are going to bring your serotonin levels up. And, and I was like, right, that's so true. So, so she said, you know, that good restorative sleep really produces growth hormone so that you really feel like you've had a good workout, you know, you're burning fat, you're building muscle, you can problem solve better. And and that was amazing, you know, just really um, a, a great takeaway. She talked about how not having enough sleep um, or just having poor sleep uh, produces that inflammatory marker, uh, which is huge. Um, and also recommend, just a little recommendation she had was a sleep before uh, 11 and to bed before 10 so that you can start again. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned the circadian rhythm, sort of getting into that space so that you're asleep and, and you know, off to this really peaceful place. But I was shocked. I mean, she talked a lot about sleep, and, and so did everyone else. And you talked about the, the screens, and I just wanted to throw out something. This isn't my idea. It came from Robin. <laughs> I've been using it ever since, mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal. But she mentioned um, a tool called Flux. It's, oh, um, I love it's it. A, yeah, you know about it, too. <laughs> Robin taught me too. <laughs> yeah, so it just makes your screen like rose colored at night, which is easier on your eyes, and it increases melatonin production by up to 70%. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And I'm always, you know, trying to sneak in like a little extra work at night. I'm like, I'm just going to check email one more time. <laughs> one more time, I'm going to do this. And so now that Flux is on, it's, uh, it's, I've noticed a huge difference. I really have. I mean, it's easier for me to get in bed and to relax. So, and it's free. It's a free app. Nice. And it's um, F period L-U-X. Yeah. And so if you Google that, that yeah, I, I highly recommend it. That is a great point. I often forget about that, but... Um, that you can just easily put on your computers, and it does. It's kind of nice to um, have that, you know, it's shifting. When it shifts to a darker color, mm-hmm. um, to the rose color, you're like, oh, time to be winding down. Like, it does trigger that sense, like, okay, time for my evening ritual. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It does. It's almost become like a uh, a conditioning for me now, you know. I see the screen go darker, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> Time to wrap it up. So, yeah. Yeah, and so that's excellent. And um, so from weight, you know, sleep being a very important part of um, creating health, creating vitality, you know, restoring your hormonal balance, dropping cortisol, increasing growth hormone, um, you know, naturally diuresing, all of those things is beautiful. 
What um, what about certain, um, you know, there's all this controversy, Cynthia, and like when you eat, how many meals a day you should eat, do you eat before working out, after working out, um, you know, or what's the best diet? You know, we have, you know, we're, we're struggling with kids getting, you know, the standard American diet. We call it the sad diet at school. But what are, what are um, what's the, you know, what's the consensus as far as um, nurturing that you found in, in your in your experience um, in working with clients and um, for ourselves and, you know, as, as busy moms and dads and for our children? Yeah, um, it's a great question and, uh, you know, one that comes up a lot. And it's actually pretty simple. I think I found the perfect diet. Do you want me to share it with you? Because I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a, I know there's a punchline. I just know it. <laughs> Never. No, the perfect <laughs> diet is the perfect diet for you. It's what works for you in this moment, in this stage of life that you're in. It's whatever really serves your body and your energy levels. And, you know, what's what a diet for a pregnant woman or somebody postpartum is going to be very different than a 20-year-old or even a 50-year-old. And, you know, we're on this quest for this perfect diet, and I don't really think it's so complicated. I think that, you know, we, we try to be perfect, like we mentioned earlier, and we want to do just the right thing, but sometimes by just being on this continual search, we don't do anything, and that can be the wrong thing to do. So, look, it's not that hard, right? Eat real food, you know, like like eat some plants, eat a lot of plants. I'm a big old fan of plants um, because there's so many there's so many nutrients, there's so many trace minerals. It's so important for you to have those. Um, I believe that you know every disease can be traced back to a, a lack of those just trace minerals. I think that they're critical to our overall health. So there's that. You know, eat organic uh, as much as possible. If you you know if you're eating animal proteins grass-fed, humanely raised, like, it doesn't have to be super complicated, uh, and I think that we try to overcomplicate it, and look, it's not our fault either, by the way, like, I just want to inject that. I, I I see people all the time who want to do the right thing, you know, they want to eat really healthy, and they want to choose these, these great foods, and they hear, like, oh, high protein is good, or low carbs, or low sugar, or gluten-free, right? Gluten-free all of a sudden equates to healthy, and so we go into the grocery store, and we're in front of the cookies, and we think, wow, but this one's gluten-free and it's organic, so I can eat the whole bag. (laughs) It's like we try to make the the right choices, but unfortunately – there are huge food companies out there with massive marketing budgets, and it just it, – it, it's almost really unfair because we go in with what we hear in the media and what we pick up and all this misinformation sometimes, and then we make decisions based on that. I had to go in the grocery store. I hardly ever go into regular grocery stores anymore. Um, I do, you, you know, lots of farmer's markets and co-ops, and you can find them everywhere. Wherever you live, they, they exist. Um, so I just don't go into a lot of traditional grocery stores because I don't think they sell food. But I walked in. I had to run in and get something really quick, and I was checking out. And you know how they have the point of sales, right? Like they have all the candy bars and the breast mints and all of this stuff. And I looked over, and there was a Snickers bar there, and it said on the label, high in protein. And I was like, really? 
Like, really, that's your latest thing? Because we're always thinking, we should eat a lot of protein. Got to get me some more protein. So if that Snickers bar is high in protein, awesome, right? I'm going to grab the Snickers bar. So there's a lot, again, a lot of misinformation, a lot of um, information that purposely is there to mislead you. And so I don't always think it's our fault. I think that we do try to do the best that we can with the information that we're given. That's why I created the summit, so we can get rid of some of that bad information. But Eating real food, you know, uh, listening to your body, reconnecting, eating when you're hungry, uh, eating uh, mindfully, you know, really taste the food. Don't down the bag of chips without even tasting them. I've done that so many times. (laughs) By the way, like I will have eaten a whole bag of chips and I'm like, huh. I wonder if those were good, you know, because I didn't really even stop to taste them. Like, I'm in front of the TV or, I've, I mean, we've all done it, you know. And so just being really mindful. And if you're going to eat food, like, have an experience with it. Be really present and just in the moment and enjoy it. And, and, and treat food as this amazing thing that really does feed your body and nourish it because it does. So, again, I think simple is easier. And, and I don't know how many ways you can say, like, just eat real food. Um if you, the one thing you might want to look for is food sensitivities because even real food obviously triggers some food sensitivities. So maybe getting tested for that or doing an, an elimination diet for, you know, 21, 30 days. I like 30 days um, just to make sure that there's no foods that you have an intolerance to is always a great idea. And doing that, you know, throughout your life because our bodies do change is a great idea. But um, other than that, really tuning in, eating real foods, eating organic, cooking at home, eat at home more. You know, you don't know what you're eating when you go out. Um, those, I think, are just they're, – they're basic, I know, and, and I'm not, like, blowing anyone's mind here, I'm sure, but I think you'd be shocked if we just got back to those basic things at how easier, less stressful things would be and, and how much healthier you would feel. Yeah, no, that is that is a great advice. And when you think about it, it's – um, it's it's stepping. It's really becoming present, being mindful, present, and um, aware. But I, I do want to talk about that food sensitivity craving because yeah. when when we fall off the wagon, you know, it's like that spiral. Our, our bodies have amazing memory, right, Cynthia? I mean, mm-hmm. like you know, it's like oh, yeah. the first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it, it has a sense, I would just say our bodies have a sense of humor, right? Because, you know, we can we can be awesome 90% of the time, Or, but if we fall off the wagon, as I did during my cruise vacation, eating my food sensitivities, which are dairy, for sure, and certainly grains just make me fluffy and puffy, and... um but it spiraled my neurotransmitters down, and it reminded me, and I'd forgotten about food cravings, which is crazy because I used to, you know, 10 years ago, I used to go to bed thinking about food, wake up thinking about food. I mean, I just lived in food cravings. I didn't realize it until I was free of it. And then I didn't realize I was free of it. I didn't appreciate it until I started them again, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm like, you know, making all kinds of rationalization just to have some you know, Parmesan cheese. And I'm like, I know that's a food sensitivity. <laughs> but it's an addiction. It's like, you know, I totally get the addict. And, you know, and you spiral down and like, okay, all of a sudden you think, okay, I have, I have less, I have less willpower. We have to remember these are, you know, this is, this is, you know, part of a, a disease process. These are food sensitivities. And that, that's the reason I need to have, you know, I need to continue the discipline and the practice of, Making other choices instead of the dairy, but it's boy, those those it's just like oh my gosh, like you know, like 
put that cheese in front. I just like went down the dairy column just to look at them, you know, and I totally would avoid it. You know, <laughs> I didn't even think to go down and I was just like finding myself circling. But it's, <laughs> but it's so true. That's a food addiction. Yeah, it is. I mean, it truly is. And, you know, I, I love that you brought up cravings, too, because I remember I would test people for food intolerances, and people would say, like, I just crave me some cheese, and I knew they had a, an intolerance to it. I just exactly. knew it before I even tested them. I knew what we would find. But, yeah, I love the making excuses thing. I did that so many. I'm like, well, just a little bit. Like, a little bit's not going to kill me, right? <laughs> just anything to have that, that food. But, you know, one of the things that came up, and back to the summit, just because I write off of that and all this stuff is in my head, I learned so much, by the way. Um, but I was talking to Alex Jamison, and um, she, you know, she's like she's known as the cravings whisperer, you know, and was the co-creator of Supersize Me, has a new book coming out called Women Desire Food, and just amazing, mm-hmm. amazing woman. But she was talking about food cravings and how they're actually really important for us. And, you know, we tr- we look at, at cravings as like these demons, right, these bad things, and, and we say we've got to kick the cravings and get rid of the cravings and things like that. But she's saying that cravings are actually good for us. They're telling us exactly what we need and or don't need in the case of the food intolerances, right, to make us mm-hmm. feel good. And so her whole thing is starting to listen to the cravings and, and start this awareness practice, right, where we really get in tune with our cravings, know what they're trying to tell us, and then act accordingly, right? So if we're having these cravings, and, and, and you're relating that to, like, whatever it could be, and she goes into way more detail than, than we have time to go in here, but just looking at that and knowing your body, and you know you're craving cheese, and you have that sensitivity to it, and you're like, oh, I can't do that, I can't go there, but it's it's really important, I think. So it's interesting. Um, I just love that she said that about cravings. I just want to throw that in there. Oh, you know, and and you're so, it, it is a good point. And you think like exactly what you were saying, you know, as a, as a clinician and I hear, you know, I look at someone's food diary and I see the same thing over and over again and I'm like ecstatic because I yeah. know that they're going to feel so great when I take that food away from them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like totally crying. No, I can't let go of that. I mean, what else would I eat? I mean, almonds every day or you know, cheese, dairy, something every day, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to be fine without it. But, you know, I I was humbled by, you know, my body's true um, recollection of that food addiction and and how powerful those cravings can be. So it's interesting, and and I love Alex Jameson and her work. I'm excited about her book coming out. But, too, it's, it's, again, okay, where are those um, cravings leading us? Right. And, um, you know, I, I remember the, uh, um, an interview where um, Amy Serafini, she addressed the fact that sometimes craving for crunchy food means you're stressed. Craving mm-hmm. for sweet foods means you need comfort. Yeah. And so kind of just bringing the awareness, what are the emotions around this and, and what is driving, you know, what exactly becoming aware, what are these cravings telling me? But also... I think it's really important for our listeners to put in place those safeties, you know, that we have good choices around us and we don't keep heroin in the refrigerator, right? So there's, you know, there's no ice cream in the fridge, you know, during my periods of weakness. Why do that to myself, right? Yeah. Or no And, you know, just why do that to ourselves? And And I think it's preparing us for success. What are some of the things that you do? And I know we're running out of time, but what are some of the things that you do to prepare you for success? 
Well, I plan. <laughs> That's my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as a mom and, and running a business, things change every day. You know, I have an idea in my head of how things are going to go and as soon as it, in the office, in the home, and as soon as I get up, all that changes. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, Dr. Anna, but just go <laughs> with me for a second. Um, so for me, like, it, it's planning for everything, you know? Like, I always make sure, like, if I cook a meal, I cook, like, three times what I know we'll eat so that I can freeze it and have it the next time. Um, because I know that we're going to be unprepared and, and Rain will be tired and I will be exhausted and I am not going to want to cook. And so we can take the food out that we had before and we're good. You know, we have a whole dinner right there waiting for us. Um, little things like that, you know, and I, I've learned to plan a routine. Like, I get my meditating in before she wakes up and at night after she goes to bed. So I squeeze in that little bit of time for me. And I, I only meditate 20 minutes twice a day, so it's nothing crazy. And again, I'm all about getting the most bang for the buck, right? <laughs> I cannot sit there and meditate for an hour. Um, many years ago when I learned about transcendental meditation, and I, I learned that, first of all, it's okay to have thoughts going through your mind when you meditate. That was awesome. And um, and then I learned that it was 20, only 20 minutes. I was sold. I was like, done. I'm in. <laughs> that was huge for me. So really looking at at, you know, scheduling, planning, batching things, thinking ahead, and then doing those little things that really have the most impact in your life, like green smoothies for breakfast, right? Huge, mm-hmm. changed everything for me. And so I know that, that that works in a big way. So I think it's really figuring out what those things are for you. I also do a lot of supplements, you know. Um, I, I love your, I love maca. I love your um, Mighty Maca, those greens. Oh, my gosh, they're so good. But I also um, do things like algae shots, which I know makes me sound like a total freak, but just algae shots, they are so packed in minerals. And I just take a shot of that every morning. Um, if I do coffee, it's bulletproof coffee because it doesn't have the mold and the toxins. And I add, like, their brain octane and their MCT oil. So if I'm going to have a cup of coffee, it's going to be amazing cup of coffee, right? Like I'm always, I'm always mm-hmm. sneaking those things in. So that's really what I do just to keep feeling amazing. Like I, everywhere I go in all of, you know, every purse that I have, I have digestive enzymes in there so that wherever I eat, I'm always taking digestive mm-hmm. enzymes so that I can properly digest my food, get the most value out of it. So it's those little things that I think really add up again to just this big impact. And once you get in the habit of doing them, they're, they're just, easy. So I do lots of little cheats like that. I have to. I don't have time to do anything big and crazy every day. Oh, and that's a, that's a great point because it are, it is those little cheats. And it's, you know, being, you know, able to um, adjust on the fly, right, and not totally about it, okay, if it wasn't completely perfect, right? We can't stress about it. So, and, and that's, you know, I mean, that's perfect. That's you know, that's amazing. And I know that, um, you know, I'm really excited. Again, it was an honor to be a guest on, on your summit. It was really an honor to do that with you. And you're so fun. You're the best interviewer ever. So I encourage our listeners to listen to the Transformational Nutrition Summit. Cynthia, will you give that website? Yeah. It's, more um, about you? Yeah, it's easy. It's just what you said, Transformational Nutrition 
summit.com. Um, and once you're there, you uh, you can sign up to, to watch all these amazing videos. We have we also have a personal health assessment and symptom decoder because again, I like to just kind of get right to it and know what's going on with me. So this um, amazing personal health assessment quiz walks you through like all of these symptoms, and you basically it's it's all free. You just check off which symptoms you have, right? And then once you do that, at the bottom there's this symptom decoder, and it says if you've checked off um, checks uh, or, or symptoms in this area, here's what you might be suffering from, and here are the speakers that you really need to listen to, right? Because it's it's important, and, and not everyone has time to listen to 24 different speakers, but this way you can know the ones that you need to really tune into based on what's going on with your body. So I'm all about that personalized approach, and I'm all about doing the most impactful things, obviously. So um, we really wanted to just, you know, crash the learning curve and, and give you what you really need as an individual. So, and again, all that's free. You can sign up. You can watch at transformationalnutritionsummit.com. Mm, thank you so much, Cynthia. It's been an honor to have you here today, and it's been an honor to have all our listeners tuning in. I, again, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge, the wisdom, and all the beauty and health and information that you're putting and healing that you're putting out in this world. So, Thank, thank you, my dear friend, and I look forward to um, speaking with you again soon. Thanks for all your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you so much.